0: Welcome to the Push Performance Podcast.
1: Princess, we're talking Princess about, we're talking about
0: Taylor going on a date. Oh,
1: sorry, are you this, is- this microphone better not
2: be Oh my god! Yep. It's happening, What's Joe. her
1: name? Oh, I'll talk to you What's later. No, let's talk about it now. Right on, on live. No, no, no. No, no,
3: no. No, 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 no First date. First date doesn't need to be out there. <laughs> first date doesn't need to be out okay.
0: there. What's up, Joe? What up, baby? How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I look scruffy <laughs> so right now. I know you look good. I just turned my, turned my shit up. Hello, yo. Looks a little different. All right. So we got Jordan, Taylor, Ashton, and you today. That's right. Welcome to the Push Performance Podcast right. episode 41. 41, Joe. It's been a long time since wow. you've been on. It's been like 20 episodes at least. I, I know. Why are you so busy or something or what? Nah, not busy at all. You're busiest I know. <laughs> right Busiest man I know? Um, yes. Yeah, sure. so uh, first of all, how's it going in Colorado?
2: Any, any news? Anything cool going on? Uh, pro guys, some of them just starting to roll out. Um, all the forty-man guys and up um, are hanging around, but a couple minor leaguers starting to head out. So excited for them! They put in a lot of good work this off season. How's, uh, how's the How's off season been with them? Challenging, but good. Uh, mm-hmm. You know guy to guy different issues just popping up week to week basis um sometimes bigger stuff coming back with them from the season that we've worked through um and then yeah they're just they're ready to go so this yeah. last month is always kind of antsy it's been
0: it's been a challenge for us to figure out what the hell to do after you know leading up to this point so we had like i was talking to do a little today i was like dude i don't know like he was i, go, I might just run it back like five or six weeks with your program and just make small adjustments here and there. And that was a good idea. You know, Sean's a player rep. So I was like, Hey, you need news. He's like, no. So so yeah, we're, we're just uh, sitting and waiting and you know, we have lives Thursday, Friday this week. So it will be good. Um, Lives
2: Friday for us.
0: Lives Friday for you. Yeah. We're going to do Instagram live. I know nobody's going to hear this, but in time, but we'll be on Instagram live for our lives. So be pretty sick. But um, what are, you know, something I want to talk about today? I talked about Taylor today. Like, what are some challenges you had this offseason? What did you learn this offseason? So, will start with you, Justin, for we're talking. Um,
2: a big question.
0: Big question. It's a loaded question. <laughs> you know, what, what, what was the biggest thing you learned, especially like this is essentially your second year running our pro group in
2: Colorado, right? Yeah. Just me.
0: Yeah. Um, well,
2: Chris yeah. and Grant have a couple guys.
0: Yeah, For like sure. you're essentially what I did there, right? Like in charge, and you know, all the guys come to you if they need stuff, complain to you if they need stuff. You know, talk, talk that, shit, talk shit. Like yeah, you get the front of that. I get it now badly. <laughs> so, um, you know what? What was uh? What did you learn this offseason? I guess what, what? How did you become a better
2: coach? i would say i mean overall communication and allowing each guy to have some input or more input into their program this year Uh, whether it was day-to-day basis program to program um, or just generally throughout you know how do you feel today Uh, what can we change up what did you like Um, and implementing more of that instead of you know not that i was necessarily in the past my way or the highway but definitely listening more to guys and what they feel um, versus what I'm seeing. And then kind of molding this hybrid together of, you know, my ideas and their ideas.
0: So the conversation we had us three had earlier, right? Jordan Taylor. Yep. That's literally, that's what exactly what we talked about. Good. That means we're, I'm doing my job guys. I'm doing we're, it. We're in sync.
1: <laughs> we're in sync.
0: How, how about you, Taylor? Um, I know you. I know you have an answer for this. We already talked about it. So,
1: (laughs) yeah, yeah, talking like yeah. One of the biggest things for us, at least, just because we've had we have so many guys that throw. Well, just because we have so many guys that have to throw live and throw bullpens and stuff like that. So some guys' days have kind of got thrown off. So rather than throwing Monday Friday, which would it would be nice to be able to keep like a or Tuesday Friday be able to keep like a nice weekly schedule. Because we were talking about like the perfect schedule would be like being able to lift Monday Wednesday Friday with movement days Tuesday Thursdays. Um, which we get away with at the beginning of the which, Yeah, which we can get away with. That's but, why that was structured. And yeah, that was structured yeah, and so, like, trying to be able to adapt to guys that, like, for guys that may throw bullpens Monday and then throw live Thursday or guys that throw pens Tuesday and then live Friday. So, trying to just sync up guys' high days with their high days, but then also looking at, like, okay, what I put into, like, maybe their Monday lift, like, their back-to-back, the days that they lift back-to-back, like, looking at exactly what I put in both of those days to make sure – they're not hindering each other, but they're more so just building off of each other. So looking at looking at that has been definitely something that I've come across this off season, probably more so than last off season. Um with as many guys that we've had, but trying to yeah, trying to be able to adapt and then kind of build an effective program based off of the days that need to correspond with their throwing. So yeah, that's the, probably the biggest thing that I've gone through and learned probably this like for sure. Like,
0: like Joe you said communication, right? With <clears> the <throat> nah. athlete too like it's like a scale of like red, yellow, green. Like, how are you feeling? You know, like you feel red day, yellow day, green. I don't personally use that, but it's like kind of that concept. Yeah. You know, I mean? like how do you like I my guys get especially Pavin Smith. Like I ask him 300 times a day. like How are you feeling? How are you feeling? Are you ready? You good? to be like, yeah, like everything's been great. You know, so just like having feel like feeling their energies, feeling like their, their their drive for the day too. like, uh, well, you know, it might be a high day for them, but their energy level is super low. It's like hey let's take a step back let's you know cut your sets or cut your reps or s- skip it and move to tomorrow or you know i mean so like you know let's not waste a good day that i put a lot of energy into like as a coach right yeah and we can push a day you know might screw up a little bit with their gas or fatigue right after a bullpen like they might not want to throw a bullpen you know lift like they're sorry, sorry they might not want to lift yeah you know um so it's like just the, that communication side of it or you see how they're going through their workouts right like mm-hmm. they just threw a bullpen they started off hot in their lift you get to their d block or their e block you're like all right you're good like we're shutting down now we're done yep. you know just having a feel for for that energy output energy level being aware of their cns all that kind of stuff that's something i've learned like that's my thing for this year is like learning how to read the athlete better mm-hmm. right looking looking like body language how like how they're acting how they respond to certain certain things why they respond in a positive way why they respond in a negative way and then not just asking a simple question like a good yes or no question right good or bad question it's like dive down into the answers get in the nitty-gritty of it you know what i mean how you jordan
3: in the event of not taking taylor's answer to not take taylor's answer i mean being creative um i think was something that i like improved upon a lot, a lot this year. Like obviously still learning and like to talk to guys and just read how they're going and how they're doing, but being creative, you know, because a longer off season for some guys, shorter off season for some, right? So you have to be adaptable to the situation. You have to be creative and like what you had planned might not work. The the long-term, like when you, when you, when I in uh, December or November made a plan for whatever athlete, it might have changed somewhere around the, around the line or we two weeks we have to scrap it and do something else or we're not actually getting our adaptions we got to change something up um and at the same time finding stuff for guys that have now been here since the end of season and they've been here the entire off season we can't we can't just do the same thing over and over again it, it's gonna get boring right and like you gotta keep it fun and new for the guys who are being creative like without fun and stuff without
0: like over, like over progressing exercises, yeah. right? Like you can only do so much with like basic movement patterns, you know?
3: Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not like going to the extent of like an Instagram lift where it's eye wash, where I got like that one video that's circulating of the guy with like 17 different bars and like Crocs duct taped to the bar doing squats, right? Like it's keep it, keep it functional, but at the same time, let the guys have fun and, you know, med balls are awesome for that. You know, taking stuff and progressing it, and you could slowly progress something, um, and or you can redress it and just kind of make it a simple, stupid type thing where mm-hmm. hey, all you gotta do is focus on loading your back up. Whatever happens after that, doesn't matter.
0: That that's something too, like going off that something I learned along the way this off season at some point. Like, granted, I've been doing it a long time, like I still learning a bunch of stuff, right? But my biggest takeaway is like those movement days we, we can utilize as different things. Like today, I had one of our guys who's you know i gave him two med ball exercises two sets of three reps on each side and hit some sprints the, the movement exercises were based on his inability to get in certain positions that we are requiring on the mound right or get him to move faster on the mound and get his hip into extension and rotation faster so i gave him essentially nine reps or 12 reps to do it and he knocked it down we killed it for the day we're done hit some te- tempo sprints we're good you know um so just, like, utilizing the efficiency of what we can do instead of just using only our movement days just to just to move around, right? But just having a reason for those movement days. Yeah, right? and I
1: think, like, going off of that, too, like, in the beginning of the off season, those movement <clears throat> days can be a little bit more general, just basic med ball sugar. It's just stuff to, like, get them moving because their lifts are going to take care of a lot of that, like individuality, like the recovery stuff to start the off season. And then as we go, like, as the lifting starts to ramp up, throwing starts to ramp up, you can get more and more specific with those movement days and they get even, they can even get shorter, just less, of a, less, less exercise or less movements, but more like targeted movements with the, with those exercises. While conserving
0: their CNS because they're going max effort on the mound, especially with guys throwing live tomorrow and live on Friday. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we're not blowing, blowing it out.
2: Yeah. So how about that? What do you got on that, Joe? I know you're about to say something. Yep, a lot. Uh, Not a lot. But um, yeah, recently I've been, you know, given a lot more freedom to my guys on their recovery days based on, you know, mechanical things that they're feeling. Um, You know, working on different cues that they see on the mound. That translation over to the gym side. So I had an athlete today. He feels like his adductor isn't working great on the mound. So tomorrow we're just going to hammer the adductor, get it functioning right, and then move forward. And that's his recovery day.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just not throwing shit at a wall to see what sticks, right? It's like you're able to dissect things, and you know, for a reason now and give them the reason why, right? Athletes at that, that, at that level love the why, you know what I mean? And, you know, going out to our high school kids, I wish the high school kids would ask more questions on why are we doing this, truthfully. You know, it's more so it's like, hey, here's my program. I'm just going to let you coach me through it and not ask questions, you know?
2: Yeah, and there's definitely a lack of ownership um with some high school kids on that part. It's just kind of like give me what you want me to do and then I'm just gonna go do it and that's it. There's no real great. conversation. They us, right. They trust us. Yeah.
0: But like uh, we my best analogy is like I program for you, but I don't know how you feel. Right? Mm-hmm. Like I see I see what I see it, but I don't feel it. So the best the best way for me to get the best of it is telling me how you feel and what you feel throughout that pattern, what your needs are, what you're craving, right? It's like a diet, like no matter how how healthy you eat, if you feel like you need an ice cream sundae, right? Your body's craving it. That actual ice cream sundae is going to do well for you because physically and neurologically, it's going to strike a stimulus and it's going to be good for your body, you know what I mean? And you won't crave it as much, you know? So I um, you know, Taylor, you do a really good job with just prescribing a lot of arm farm patterns and stuff like that on movement days, right? um I know Shelby Miller is making fun of you today. Or no, is it Shelby? I don't know. Oh, Bueller? Tight. Is it Bueller? Somebody's making fun of you today. I don't know. So he's doing, he's doing bicep curls, and like somebody said, it was eye wash. I wasn't
1: doing bicep curls. Was it? Oh, it was Griffin Jax. So Griffin
0: Jax is doing bicep curls, and somebody said it was eye wash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, little well, arm farm actually never hurt nobody, you know.
3: Griffin,
0: you go. Yeah, Griffin, especially Griffin's. Beat <laughs> baby. Huh? feed the soul baby. Yeah. Um, next question, Joe, what has been the biggest challenge for you this offseason? minus the lockout? Um, you know, you can't use that excuse. That's a big challenge, right? But you know, could it be on the programming side of just communication side working with next era I and
2: mean, what's been the biggest
0: challenge for you as a coach and how have you overcome that challenge?
2: Yeah. So last year kind of, I I mean, took on most of the pro group. Um, Everyone was pretty stagnant, like staying home, uh, whether that was COVID or whatnot. But this year there's a lot more travel. Um, So just with guys and their scheduling, um, trying to mix in, you know, maybe a deload week on a travel week um, versus what equipment do you have in Portland or Mexico? Um, So trying to blend in what you want versus what they have.
0: I just usually tell them, go have fun. See you next week. <laughs> in <laughs> they Mexico, they, they have need lots that of time. Coronas to lift up. A lot of yeah. 12-ounce girls. They do. They do. How are you, Jordan? What do you got on that one?
3: Oh, no. Um... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's usually Taylor, than me. I don't want to add Spark it up a little bit. I know. Getting me ready. Um, what
0: was the question? What did I... What was, the
3: biggest <laughs> what was your thing? biggest struggle? in having your biggest struggle? My biggest struggle. Listening to uh, DJ. Um, we know you don't do that. Uh, honestly, the biggest biggest struggle was just, like having everything, um, like understanding the longness of the oxygen, right? And not like just being patient and not saying like we need to have this and we need to have my desired adapter or we have to fix the problem now, yeah. right? Like really just trusting that hey, like we have four or five months to fix this. Like let's take our time, do it the correct way set a good foundation. That way it's going to last because if if I quote unquote fix it in a month, then odds are we're going to end up back at square one probably before he even leaves or so shortly the,
0: after. You so what's the conversation look like with the athlete to get them to give you a month, two months, three months to fix what we're working on.
3: It's just explaining the process and explaining mm-hmm. my runway of like, Hey, like our, our plane taking off is going to be X, Y, Z, right? Like, so, Hey, you need to work on being able to hip hinge better and load better down the mountain, right? So we're gonna start like just against gravity and like take everything else out of it and work on pelvic control. And then then we're gonna go bilateral pelvic control, then single leg, and then you can, can like go out through like my little, the runway I choose um, based on kind of how he's progressing and go from there. Like that would be kind of how I would do it and explain explain the whole process to him and just say, hey, like. This is what I want you to feel. This is what I want to achieve. And if we're not feeling it, let me know. That way we can change up and, you know, make a different, uh, like, go a different way, choose a different exercise. Um, because at the end of the day, even if, if it makes sense on paper, but he's not feeling it, then
0: we're not getting it. Well, I think it. that's where, like, an assessment, our, in our assessment process is really important, right? It's like, majority of the guys we're working with, like, they move really well, right? We're finding how to program for them through their body movements, all that stuff but at the same time like that conversation piece we have with the athlete is very very important right where it's like hey like you're lacking you know extension right and your T spine you know that's why you're lacking your layback and it's probably due to your pelvis kind of thing right mm-hmm. walking them through that and saying this is where we're going to start and this is where we're going to finish you look at their goals their goals usually coincide with what you see in their assessment mm-hmm. you know and just talking them through their goals, talking them through their injury history and the way they like to train, the why why they like to train the way they do. And you know, spend some time more more of the conversation piece. That's something else I've learned too, like this year is spending more time on the conversation versus the actual portion of the movement portion of the assessment. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I
3: love I love starting my assessment by literally just sitting and talking. You gotta get to know to, them, talking to somebody right? for ten minutes.
0: First of all, hey, do I want to work with you? <laughs> you know, or am I gonna have another coach work with you, or are you gonna go to a different facility? Mm-hmm. Like, not to be me, you know what I mean? Um, so that's something that I've really focused on and is getting that buy-in from the athlete right off the bat is just having that conversation on on assessments.
1: How about you, Taylor? Um. I think one of the things that I've or like one of the tougher things that I've had to deal with is just guys being at the facility all day between like guy and like trying to structure lifts based off of like how long guys are at the facility. So whether they're they're here for like for example, like a guy will come in, do his A block, he'll hang out, foam roll for a while, ping pong, and then he'll throw, do his throwing, take like thirty like more ping
0: pong forty five
1: minutes to throw. So like just yeah. trying to like I know manage what I'm about and then like guys will go do pt on top of that like oh crap i get like halfway through my lift i gotta i i have i have pt and then i'll come back and finish i'm like oh like that shouldn't work like that so trying to like manage and like make lifts kind of short and sweet so like trying to eliminate the fluff trying to like group movements in with each other like like for like an a block exercise for, like a b block exercise and like trying to get the most out of as few exercises as i can especially like as lives pick up and throwing picks up and throwing starts to take more of like a stronghold on their on their like daily daily program um so just trying to like get guys in and out just for the especially for the guys that like want to be here all day and uh, some guys will come in like dalton comes in and gets everything done tries to get everything done super super quick is out in no time where some guys want to spend eight hours here and they're they're closing at night, so yeah, just trying to trying to build out a, a program so guys can be in and out and as, be as effective as possible.
0: Is there a phone in the gym?
1: What is that? Not me.
3: Lock it in, Joe. What is that? I think it
2: was it's supposed to be in yeah, a quiet
0: don't a room like that. In I'm at next Era. Oh, you are.
3: That's
0: that next Era uh, then. Yeah. yeah. That's 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 All right. I thought you were in our closet in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we stick Joe in a closet the office, <laughs> pretty much. I'm like Harry Potter.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's really You See
0: the new guy? You got space yeah. him. Oh man, yeah, I, I agree, Taylor, hundred percent. Like, I think somebody said, "Dakin, maybe he's like take fifty percent of what you think you need to know and throw the rest fifty percent out, and then take of that fifty percent, throw fifty percent of that out,
3: and then 100% then, out? You then you just have 100% out?
0: then you have essentially no like fifty percent of what you thought you needed, and then."
2: The so There's a reason Jordan wasn't a math
3: major.
0: The reason why Jordan's never invited on the podcast and just shows up. So,
3: dude, you made <laughs> me come back here by two o'clock. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the text message today was Ashton, Joe Taylor, JoJo,
3: and all I'm telling you is, as I leave, you're like, "Hey, podcast it too." I was like, "Okay, I'll be back."
0: I like yelling at you, Ashton. How about you? What is something that you have struggled with? At the facility this year.
4: Something I've struggled with? Yeah. Um,
0: have you guys sign up? Sign <laughs> <laughs> baseball.
4: Um, I mean, I'm at the front, but I think it's maybe when we communicate with parents and we want them to like cut back. This is younger, mm-hmm. guys. And then they're like, no, we need to do all the things. And then they come back and they're like, we should have listened to you. My son's hurt. And then that's yeah. kind of that's hard, like those kind of things. But, and
0: then just saying, I told you so, right? And but so we saying, can't, you know. You I'm just so, trying yeah. to be
4: nice, so that's that's tough. But it's been cool seeing more guys interested in yoga this year,
0: yeah. and
4: kind of mobility what, and that kind it, of thing. From
0: outsiders, not coaches, what have we done better this off season than we did last off season? Um. And what can we get better at? Hmm. Posting pictures from yeah. Colorado. <laughs> Posting uh, pictures think, in Colorado, that's that's your guys'
4: fault. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I think, um, just being around all of you last year, like you're incredible coaches, but are getting our like systems in order, so everything's super professional. I think that's been like it was good last year, but it's, I feel like it's getting even better, and yep. it just kind of shows in our culture. And, um, yeah, I think just continuing to level up in those areas as well. Because, I, from my, in my opinion, you guys are like the best strength coaches, and then just continuing to like help those systems grow around you guys too, as well. So we could just all, it all comes together. So 100%. yeah, I don't know.
0: Well, I think you've done a great job with Instagram. Instagram has grown, right, Joe? A lot. Oh, yeah. Since you guys it's sent so many photos to us from our
2: Colorado facility. Joe
4: has been sending me some. He's, know, he's the only one. Yeah. <laughs> he sends some.
2: Don't pick on Chris and Grant. They're going to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. We're, we're nice to them. <laughs>
4: but it's, it's a fun place to work for sure. Good. I'm grateful
2: what
0: uh what are you doing at next era right now Joe um
4: I go I come over here
2: two times a week just uh communicate about athletes hang out um yeah and just be kind of very interconnected between push and next era constantly uh,
0: talk about that like talk about like how important it is for you to have for us to have that cohesive relationship with them and you know how it you know I was talking with Nick when he was here the other day he's like yeah Nick Cause it's dry kneeling, soft tissue, DFR, blah, blah, blah. Right. But like leaves a lot of the movement stuff and rehab stuff up to us, you know, I, I mean, that shows like a lot of trust, you know what I mean? First of all, and you know, that's something for me, like that's what I'm grateful for
2: is like, they trust us and we trust them essentially, you know? Absolutely. Um, first off, like as a coach and you know, for what I do and we do, Staying within our scope and having, like, such a great resource to just rely on for all the treatment, you know, whether it's dry needling or a certain exercise prescription that they feel is necessary. It's just a great resource, and it's been a great relationship, um, and it makes my job a heck of a lot easier. Um, Two, I mean, the athletes really feed off it. Um, and especially when you're in on those appointments with the athletes, the communication is just instantaneous and you can make changes really, really quickly. Um, problems get solved a lot faster with good communication. And that's a big thing I've noticed with it. I
0: mean, how about you, Taylor? I know you're with Austin a lot, right? Yeah. What is like, what are some things that they've helped you with? Like, what have you learned? This is a learning episode. What have you learned from PT side that you're able to transfer over to strength side and movement side movement quality skill specific side all that stuff
1: yeah i think like on strength side, i'm really really good at like looking everything at like a whole like looking like the body of the whole or like the upper upper half as a whole or lower body as a whole so i think like one thing austin does really, really well is like what he probably does better than i do at least is looking at like things in like small pieces like muscle related and like the function of like this muscle and then getting kind of working like proximal like distal more global and more global so like talking to him about that and like how okay how exactly okay like I need to like start with this like just working this specific muscle or this specific movement and then from there like in the like working through the A block then from there like the A block gets more and more global and we start getting more and more Sad. full bodies like the A block goes on so like talking to him about that but also like couple things that like injuries have come That's up that like, I've never seen before or have, like never got the chance to like work with the force like have it having him there like help walk me through it like step by step and like exactly like, what things we need to work on or what things we need to avoid or like hey like this time that's just going to clean itself up like you don't need to do anything specific just keep writing your lip like i'll take care of this so like each of us kind of know our our position of where we're at like in the facility and like our roles as coaches so being able to like work together but then also like he, he'll take care of what he needs to and then he's just he lets me take care of what i need to so having I mean, like open communication like that has been like it's been super, super helpful since I got down here. That's,
0: I mean, when I was younger, working with Nick too, that's something I, that they helped me with too. Is like, I looked at the same thing, like the upper body is one piece, lower body is one piece. Didn't really care for the pelvis too much. Like understanding that, I was like, oh, it's all about the shoulder, all about the shoulder. You know, I didn't care about like the ankles, the knees, the hips. <laughs> you know, the thorax is just the shoulder and the, the 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 scap. You know, and like taking like that's how I look at things. Obviously, is like piece by piece approach of like dissecting certain or or, organizing to certain things, dissecting certain things and getting the end answer and result. And like what muscle moves, what, what joint, right. What joint is also involved with it. What muscle's also involved with it synergist muscles. Right. So like understanding like, Hey, I need more pressing, like baseball's not supposed to press. I'm doing air quotes to the podcast. Um, You know, like baseball's not supposed to press guys like bench press or landmine press or bench press or uh, dumbbell press or whatever. It's like at the same time, like a lot of guys need more presses than they do need pulls. Right. Um, Just the way their body's structurally built. And that's stuff that I've learned along the way is understanding that like it doesn't need to be a two to one pull to press ratio, like whatever, you know, people say back in the day, you know, and like sometimes I'll have, no road roads with guys if they're super compressed in the posterior side of the body you know or if they're you know i'm trying to get their thorax to sit better on their or the rib cage to sit better on their thorax <coughs> jesus their scap to sit on their thorax sorry i've eaten lunch yet <laughs> yeah right <laughs> it's three o'clock oh, 240 2 i'm not eating yet um but yeah so like just getting that scap to sit better on the thorax how am i going to do it right and that's through getting their pelvis in a better position and then adding some press activities get their serratus going, right? Get some upper trap active mm-hmm. activation. Um so just understanding why I'm doing it and like not just throwing a row in the into the, to row them, You know? Sure. Um so it's like if a guy's super compressed, you know, and he's getting a lot of tightness in the back, like I'm not gonna row him. It's
2: not feasible to do that. You know, so um and then you throw treatment on top of that you know, and it just, it works a lot faster.
0: Yeah. And then at the same time, you also need to like take the pride out of it. Like the body's going to heal itself at some point, regardless, no matter what kind of shit you do with them, you know, it could be the worst exercise in the entire world and their shoulders getting better, but it's not what we're doing. It's the body's smart enough where they're going to, it's going to repair itself. You know, Um, I'd say like around, 10 weeks or so. So is where I see that guy's like arm issues kind of start decreasing, you know, and it's like finally starting to feel better or whatever it may be. It's like could be the change of, you know, during that time, I want to change the way they're moving, right? And why they're moving the way they're moving and what caused it. But like I'm not chasing like to fix the actual actual problem. It's gonna be more so on, on the PT side to do that, right? Um, yeah, we're gonna have a little saying like how to fix it, but or how to, you know, what we should do. You know and um we might help them a little bit but at the same time it's going to be it's going to be us preventing them from getting injured again essentially long-winded answer there sorry guys well you
3: can you can stay in your scope and like still push or row the boat the same way by selecting the correct exercises and that's where like the whole like corrective or the best corrective exercise is just choosing the correct exercise yeah, and also
0: the yeah. best corrective exercise is know what proper movement looks like. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know first, what I mean? So many people are corrective exercise specialists and don't know what proper move, movement looks like in the first place. Yeah. Right? Or they
3: don't know what a perfect squat's supposed to actually look
0: like. Or I asked I asked like a, a strength coach one time and like, hey, do you even know like what muscles are moving what here? I'm like, no, I just program it. Like, oh no. Yeah. So it's like, all right, well. There's got to be a reason why, you know. Now, Joe, I'm gonna give you a compliment. I think you do a really, really, really good job on kind of bridging that gap, right? That's articles we've written in the past. Like I don't know if you remember that article I wrote about bridging the gap between PT and sports mm-hmm. performance, um, you know. And post that, by the way, on our <laughs> this this coming okay. newsletter because it batches well with the episode. Okay. But um, Joe, you do a really good job on you know communicating with the PT staff, but having having the ability to uh you know assist in fixing it and you know explaining why and getting them a little bit more more comfortable you know what i mean so like what's
2: what's uh how did you learn to do that how do you have good feel well when i was an athlete and i was probably more of a head case in a bad way than a good way but uh i always wanted to know the why uh, and even if that's like a short piece of it or the full version um I think that the athlete should know in some respect why we're trying to do this. Um, so like, even in the, like my assessments now, I ask, we just went through this whole assessment. Do you want to know the specifics of it? Do you want to know like a broad base or do you just want me to handle it? And then I let them kind of choose the path we go down from there. Um, but yeah, it, it really stems back to me being an athlete and just asking those questions in my head. What are the percentages
0: of the, of the answers you get from those three questions?
2: It's probably more so you just handle it, especially <laughs> um, and you know you got to kind of explain it in a little dumbed-down version usually. Um, but you want them to understand that and grasp why, you know, because then they're going to have more input into their program. They're going to, you know, put forth more effort.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like if they feel like they're just running, they hey, if, like if they feel like they're running the show, they're going to take advantage of us, right? But yeah. at the same time, like, if we give them a little bit, but, like, we're still in control, that's where it's going to be kind of that happy medium, in my, in my opinion. Right? If we allow too much, they'll take advantage of us, of us. If we're 100% our way or the highway, then then it's, then it's our ego comes into play and they just don't want to buy in and just kind of don't work as hard.
3: There's so much yeah. sports liter- like sport psych literature about, like, buy-in. And, like, you get so much better buy-in if they understand why they're doing it just it makes the whole like I don't have to whine and or like oh like be over your shoulder about form or about whatever like they're gonna be super like on their form because they know why.
0: Yep. And that's in our in the way our semi private model set up like that's what we need, right?
3: That's the we goal. We're trying to teach you to yep. be accountable for you.
0: Exactly. And there's certain people like you need to spend more time with right Joe. Mm-hmm. You know who they are you know mm-hmm. um but there's certain time certain times where it's like I didn't even talk to that athlete really t- too much. I checked in with them, you know, saw him move a little bit, but I didn't really – I didn't have to talk to him. Didn't direct him. Didn't say, you know, hey, hi, bye. How's the family? Boom, gone, you know, which is fine. Yeah, you know, that's something I learned too. It's like I,
2: that's okay sometimes, you know. Yeah. You don't want to mold the same athlete in all aspects to be the same person. You want to let them be free with whatever kind of attitude they have that day, you know, sometimes good or bad the way they move, and what they want from their program. 100%. I think that's most important is just
0: knowing what athlete needs what. And when it comes down to that. It's what we've all learned. So I think, I think that's good to end there. Anybody you know, got anything else? Joe, you got anything else? No. It's snowing here. It's cold here. It's 61.
2: It was raining this morning. It was raining. We're getting six inches of snow right now. I'm out. How your blessings. Sucks. <laughs>
0: I'm out on that, but yeah, Joe, appreciate Taylor's you. Taylor's wearing Taylor. shorts. Taylor, you got any? You got anything? Nope.
1: Closing, closing statements. Good podcast. Complaints. Nope. He's got no. a hot
2: date. That's what he's got.
3: Yeah, hot date. Let's go. Oh. Let's go. Uh, gonna have to get it. We'll,
0: hey, we'll put her Instagram handle in the notes. Oh,
3: love, it. <laughs> I love it. But uh, Make sure yeah, she
0: listens to this episode, Taylor. If you like so, what we're doing on on our podcast, guys, please rate it and share it. Joe, that includes you. Subscribe. Rate it and share it. Top uh, notch. Subscribe. Subscri- subscribe it. All right.